At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, <laughs> I could really use Current. <laughs> I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Welcome to Press This, the WordPress community podcast featuring exclusive content and interviews with leaders in the WordPress community, covering everything from development to integrating your digital marketing strategy with WordPress. Join host David Vogelpohl of WP Engine and special guests from across the community as they keep you up to speed on the latest advancements in WordPress. Let's get started. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on Webmaster Radio. This is your host, David Vogelpohl. I support the WordPress community through my role at WP Engine, and I love to bring the best of the community to you here every week on Press This. As a reminder, you can subscribe on iTunes, iHeartRadio, or Spotify. And of course, as always, you can download the latest episodes at webmasterradio.fm. In this episode, we're going to be talking about thinking outside the blocks the new Gutenberg editor, how dev teams are creating websites that content creators love to use. And to join me in that discussion, I have often pressed this host and often pressed this guest, Mr. Anthony Burchell from WP Engine. Anthony, welcome back to Press This. Hello, thanks for having me. Awesome. So what we're going to do today in this episode is spend a little time talking about the new block editor in WordPress, code named Gutenberg. And to do that, we want to talk about what, how dev teams and content teams are using Gutenberg fundamentally to grow. Um, we're going to be talking about some visual topics here, which is not the greatest in a podcast format, but we uh, will share some links. So if you're following along at home or in the car, if you want to come back later and grab the links, you can see some of these examples live yourself. Um, but I want to start by talking about a little bit about how we got here, how we got to Gutenberg, and then kind of from there, understand a little bit more around how you can think about your strategies as you think about incorporating Gutenberg and the new block editor in WordPress um, into your WordPress building strategy. Um, Anthony, real quick question. Are you used to saying the new block editor versus saying Gutenberg all the time? I just say the new editor now, yeah. Oh, I don't even say the block editor. I just say the new editor. It's the new new. I know. What happens when it's not even new anymore then? Like we're just going to say the block editor, I guess? No, it'll be, it'll be new forever. It'll be new forever. Yeah. Okay. So that's, that's one point <laughs> of distinction I'll start with is that 
It's called the block editor in WordPress. Gutenberg was a code name for the release. It's also a name for the plugin for uh, where some of the experimentation and betas of Gutenberg are going on. But as you talk about the editor inside WordPress, generally you're gonna refer to it as the block editor, or I guess in Anthony's vernacular, the new editor. Um, so we'll see how that plays out. But I think, as I think about like, how did we get here? I think the first thing to observe is that, you know, WordPress is frankly winning the web. 34% of all websites, every website on earth, 34% of them are built with some variant of WordPress. That's huge um, for sites that choose a content management system. So for example, google.com is a hand-coded website, if you would. Um, but for those that choose a CMS, WordPress accounts for 61% of them. So even amongst all other types of sites, uh, WordPress is the most dominant. Uh, the other thing I think that's interesting to note is that uh, WordPress is more than a blogging platform. It's more than a platform for building cat blogs. Um, Anthony, do you have a cat blog? I do not have a cat blog, no. Okay, well for anyone that has a cat blog, I don't mean to offend you, but uh, oftentimes we think of WordPress, of course, as only servicing small sites. And I think it's interesting to note that of all websites, WordPress is 34%, but of the top 10,000 websites, 37% use WordPress. So in other words, in the cohort of the most popular websites, WordPress is even more likely to be found than in websites overall. So I think those are pretty big stats. The only problem though, maybe not our problem, but I would say uh, that success has been achieved, especially in recent years, in spite of the old editor. And what I mean by that is that using the classic editor, the, the WYSIWYG, tiny MCE, if you would, or as I like to call it, uh, a Word doc for your website, was actually very frustrating. Um, if you go to this little URL, litturl.co forward slash OE dash videos, then you'll see some user experience videos the core team made when they were developing Gutenberg. And one of the most cringeworthy ones is when one of these users is trying to make two images side by side, something we do in every other type of digital content system every day, all day long, without any problem at all. And the user videos showing someone try to put two images side by side are just like uber cringeworthy. Uh, Anthony, I know you built a lot of WordPress sites for people. What was it like, like training people on using the classic editor to actually build experiences that look like a good web page? It was, it was impossible to use meta fields. And, and in the past, like I would, I would have actually two meta fields. One would maybe say the left image and the right image or the hero image or whatever it may be. But now it's kind of just, uh, uh, unified in the editor. It's really nice. Sure. So you get your content creators, you train them up, or you put training yeah. wheels on them by providing specific fields for two images side by side. But of course, the content creator wants more freedom than that. And so despite these limitations, compared to other modern digital content systems, um, WordPress has been able to be successful. I think a big part of that for me is also, of course, the ecosystems of plugins like Beaver Builder and Elementor that have kind of added this type of functionality into WordPress. That's been one of the things that's helped it stay current. Now, the new Gutenberg editor, the new block editor, um, modernizes WordPress. So it creates a more modern page building experience. Also on that little URL I just read out, there's user experience videos of people using the new editor in WordPress to create images side by side and other types of activities. And it's a much more intuitive process for them. And so I think 
you know, it's great to have these capabilities within WordPress core, but I really wanted to spend this podcast talking about the impact that it's having to dev teams, um, to the content creators that use the experiences the dev teams build, and also the brands that benefit from all that speed and ideation and uh, innovation that dev teams are now free to have. Um, Anthony, do you remember when Gutenberg was launching? Like, uh, I think the developers and designers thought they were all going to be out of work, right? That was one of the kind of, uh, I guess, fears people had. Yeah, that was uh, definitely a little bit of the fear in the community. <laughs> yep. Um, and I think what we've seen is that, at least in my view, that what Gutenberg really does is it enables the developer to innovate more. And that's what we're going to talk about more about as we get through this podcast. Um, but I think one of the fundamental things that the Gutenberg editor changes, at least in what I've seen and experienced, is that it really fundamentally is a change of mindset for most people building WordPress sites. So you're getting out of this mentality of I'm going to build a WordPress site. I'm going to have designs, I'm going to code those designs and integrations, I'm going to make a website. And to now thinking about it as, well really I'm building a collection of components, or as I like to call it, a block arsenal, to empower my content creators to provide a more useful experience for them. In other words, Every single web page design isn't a dev ticket. Um, Anthony, that's got to be one of the most frustrating things, especially for like a hardcore developer, right? Every ticket's like a, a landing page design ticket. Like that That can't be that exciting. Right? Yeah, and now we can just use like reusable blocks to, to, to do it once and just share it within your org. And everyone can then use that same layout. They can click on images. Like it's just a speeds up productivity. Exactly. And so I think it's... It, Advanced dev teams have focused on this notion of componentized building already. This isn't new. Um, if you look at design systems that teams use that clearly identify what the styles are, what the design files are, and how they connect back to the code they create, this componentized way of building, especially for advanced teams, is something they've embraced all along. It's just that they tend to view it in the notion of these are components that I, as a website builder, will use rather than extending those components back through to the content creator to empower them. And so for me, that's the fundamental shift in strategy here is I'm no longer using componentized building to make my job easier, but I'm actually also doing it to empower content creators so they can get ideas out the door faster. Now, um, what does this mean then for brands? Um, so I'll use a use case of WP Engine in this case. We adopted this strategy over a year ago, and we started to take a look back and say, well, what was the impact of taking this kind of empowering the content creator approach to our business? And one of the things that we did was we started to look at all the different landing pages and product pages and web pages that our content creators or marketers had made over the last year. And these are people with relatively low technical skills. And what we found was that they had created 2,074 different landing pages, product pages, and web pages. And they needed a developer's help because they were enabled by the blocks, because they were enabled by these usable components that they could arrange and configure and design with. Um, they only needed a help 24 times out of the 2,074 different pages that they built. This means that the dev team that was supporting them wasn't saddled with what I call soul-crushing landing page tickets. If you're managing a dev team or if you're on a dev team, you, you know that the dev team is anxious and eager to do innovative and interesting things 
but they often get saddled with these web design projects. So not only were the marketers able to get their ideas to reality, often in like a day, but the dev team, the web development team, wasn't saddled with all of those projects and all of those tickets in their backlog, which freed them up to be more innovative and made them ultimately happier. Um, Anthony, do you think we, we, did we lay off any developers after Gutenberg? No, I think we hired a few. Yes, that's right. We expanded <laughs> our team because they were building more valuable things. It was empowering the marketers. And of course, they themselves were happier because they were working on clever, more challenging things. We want to explore this more, but we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Time to plug into a commercial break. Stay tuned for more Press This in just a moment. It passes before it's noticed. A slight rising of the eyebrows, a widening of the eyes. It may be accompanied by an almost imperceptible inhalation. The heart adds a beat like a quiet exclamation point on the experience. Within a tenth of a second, the reaction has passed, but not without leaving its mark. Someone found what they're looking for. Does your website deliver impulses to act? It can. Intended Consequences is the podcast for digital marketers who see their job as changing hearts and minds. If you're frustrated, bored, or in a rut, it's time to spread your wings with me, Brian Massey, and my guests. Find out how successful, curious, creative, and data-driven marketers are making a difference on purpose. Visit IntendedPodcast.com or find us where you get your podcasts. Intended Consequences. Marketing on Purpose. Miami may be the sun and fun capital of the world, but it's also home to the largest literary festival in the U.S. Don't miss the Miami Book Fair, a week-long festival featuring more than 600 authors from all over the world with readings, signings, and panels capped off by a three-day street fair. Find books in English, Spanish, and Creole for every interest and every age, from biographies and novels to poetry and comics. This year, come meet poets Richard Blanco, Reginald Dwayne Betts, and Joy Harjo, award-winning novelists T.C. Boyle, Susan Choi, Edwidge Dentica, Taya Obrecht, Julie Orancher, Leonard Pitts, and Karen Russell, plus authors exploring issues of the day such as Eve Ensler, Alex Kutlowitz, Danny Shapiro, Daryl Pickney, Ambassador Samantha Power, George Wilt, and hundreds more. Take the little ones to Children's Alley for hands-on activities, characters, and storytelling. Enjoy music, food, and fun for the whole family right on the downtown Miami-Dade College campus, November 17th to the 24th. For details, schedules, and tickets, visit MiamiBookFair.com. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs sends you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. Let's press forward with more Press This, only on webmasterradio.fm. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on Webmaster Radio. This is your host, David Vogelpohl. We're in the middle of our episode of Thinking Outside the Blocks, how development teams are creating experiences that content creators love to use. Right before the break, 
I was telling the story of how WP Engine has used this own technique, this notion of building a block arsenal that empowers our content creators that resulted in our content creators only needing help 24 out of 2,000 times on the landing pages and web pages they created in the last 12 months. So that was a huge outcome. I think there's another interesting aspect to uh, the way the Gutenberg editor, the new block editor is impacting teams that use WordPress. Anthony, what, what do you think is like the biggest catchphrase for, for building new types of digital experiences? What's the, like the, what's one of the things like every team is like dying to add to their site? Oh man, I don't know. What, what, what? I was going to, I was guessing you might say artificial intelligence. But yeah, I, yeah. Bitcoin or something, right? Bitcoin. <laughs> yeah. I love it. I love it. Uh, no, unfortunately Bitcoin did not make the top list. Uh, <laughs> however, one of the things of course, a lot of brands are trying to embrace is this notion of personalization. Now personalization takes, uh, takes effect in lots of different ways. Um, we can have a magic wand personalization that knows everything about a person and presents a message to them. We can also have what's called source-based personalization, meaning I know something about them from where they came from. And of course, one of the most common ways to address source-based personalization <laughs> is by creating landing pages. Now, as we have more and more variants of things, if we have more sources of traffic from different kinds of articles, we have social media, we have search, we have different forms of display, um, we have organic search, and we have all of these different cohorts that we now need to create a special message for. And there's a problem though with A-B testing. Um, we think about marketing, if you think about it like in the old terms, for example, like if you watch that show Mad Men, you might walk away thinking, hey, look, what I need to do is I need to go out and get drunk with my buddies and my client, and then we'll wake up the next morning with a slight hangover and have the perfect slogan to sell our thing. Um, now, of course, in today's world, you know, our, our message to sell might be split across many, 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 many cohorts. And so um, what we've also discovered is something that I call the landing page failure paradox, which is that most Bs in an A-B test, in some studies up to 80% of Bs, fail to beat the A. 80% of the time when a designer and a marketer sit down to make conversion rates go up, they fail at it. Maybe they should be getting drunk and like doing it when they're hungover or something. I don't know. Is that a good idea, Anthony? I, I don't know. I'd say no. <laughs> they should try that though, because like right now they're not doing that good a job. So the problem with this is, is that you have tons of cohorts and you have tons of failure, which means you need to be trying things all of the time. You might need to try something eight, 10, eight, nine, 10 times before you even find something that does better than the original. This is a ton of iteration across all of these cohorts, eight to 10 tests to find a winner. Dozens or hundreds of cohorts when you start thinking about sources of traffic and different types of personas of visitors. And I think this notion of building a block arsenal that empowers your content creators to be able to do things like go out and create 2,000 different messages in a year is critical to addressing all of these cohorts and all of this different type of messaging. If every single new message is a meeting to talk about the concept, a wireframe to show the concept, mm -hmm. another meeting to talk about the wireframe, a design, a meeting to talk about the design, and then coding the design, and then, of course, what happens after you code the design, Anthony? Well, you get like 30 edits. 30 edits, right? The marketers change their mind, and you got to go uncoded and recode it. So this is not efficient. This is not how brands are going to win. This is not how you're going to attack a near infinite number of cohorts. 
And so by adopting the strategy of enabling your content marketers with the tools to go from idea to reality in one day, you're enabling them to create many, many, many more variants and ideas and copy that address essentially an exponential number of cohorts. And doing this all in the classic editor sounds really cumbersome. It sounds really slow. What do you think, Anthony? Well, just from experience, it just never really has been easy because you have to build two very custom layouts. And just as you're saying, yeah. Exactly. So now you might be thinking, okay, fine. I've thought about, I've seen Gutenberg out in the wild. I maybe have uh, played around with it a little bit. I think you might also be thinking, you know, hey, when Gutenberg launched, it, it didn't really break my site. So maybe you've maybe got a little less anxiety than you did when it was first coming out. You remember that anything? Like everyone was scared the Gutenberg update was going to like torch their site. Yeah, and then it just, it mellowed out. Everything was okay. <laughs> yeah, I know. It was like non-news. We had a whole Tiger team at WP Engine. I know other hosts had the same thing. And after the release was there, it really didn't matter all that much. Uh, sites didn't break. But we still have brands that are kind of lagging behind and adopting, trying to figure out what they're trying to, going to do with it. So really want to spend the rest of this podcast talking a little bit about how you can focus on building your own block arsenal. Well, the first option you have is uh, certainly to leverage the blocks that come with WordPress core. These are included in WordPress core itself, uh, include things like paragraph title, gallery, so on and so forth. And of course, you can style them to look exactly like your brand. So if you don't like the design of the core blocks in their kind of default state, don't worry, you can customize that design to look exactly like your website. So these are free, right? They come with WordPress core, they're maintained by core, and so you can absolutely use the blocks that come in WordPress core. Your second option is to use what are called block libraries and or typically block library plugins. And some examples of this are atomic blocks, which has an amazing collection of blocks and something called sections and layouts. And when I want to show someone the magic of Gutenberg, I instantly go pull up Atomic Blocks. It will pull in these sections and layouts with these pre-designed and arranged blocks ready to go. It's incredible. It's insane how fast the ability to design and edit is at the fingertips of your content creators. There's a similar plugin called CoBlocks, which takes similar approaches, but this is kind of your second option. So the first option is uh, the blocks that come in WordPress core, your second option is to use like a, pre, a block library plugin like Atomic Blocks or CoBlocks. And of course, with the block library plugins, you can also adjust the designs of those blocks to make sure they match your brand. If green is your color, if you need double strokes on, around your images, anything like that, um, that can all be done in the styling. So you get the freebies of pre-designed layout things, but you can then customize those blocks to fit your brand. The second option you have is to use plugins that come in, I'm sorry, to use blocks that come in plugins. Um, there's like really, in, um, in a good way, insane and deep approaches like those that are done with Elementor, which for those unaware is a page building plugin that has kind of incorporated the Gutenberg blocks into their product. But then you have other cool examples like Yoast. Yoast has added, one example from Yoast is that they've added something called the structured data block. And for those SEO nerds listening, basically what it does is it incorporates Google schema, schema.org, into the block itself. There's a really cool example they have, it's a how-to block. In other words, um, it's a list of instructions on how to do something. Like you could make a how-to on like how to install a light bulb or something. I know there's a lot of jokes around installing light bulbs, <laughs> so maybe this is a common use case. 
Um, but what Google does with the schema markup is they use it to parse the content and then show that content in special views inside of Google. So for those unaware of schema, that's roughly what it is and how it works. Now the Yoast block, uh, the structured data block, does all that automatically. So it's a design and content tool, meaning you can create a how-to list, you can enter all the metadata, you can enter list items, delete items, reorder items, and that affects what the content looks like on the front page. But I think the other interesting point is that it also is easily parsed by Google, and in that way, extensible through to the Google views. Um, and so a lot of the plugins, WooCommerce, other types of plugins, will have blocks that, include, that come with them. So you can use core blocks in your block arsenal, you can use um, block libraries like atomic blocks, and then you can also use blocks that come with plugins. And again, all of these are designed configurable so they can look like your brands. So don't feel like you're gonna be uh, pigeonholed into looking exactly like the block and, and I've even seen within our own team, like we've made our own custom blocks from the ground up. Like if, if, if you have any developers that are savvy with React, then it's very easy to make these things. Absolutely, and there's actually a few options there that we can uh, totally cover here. I think if you are, if you or your team are going to get into building blocks, the first piece of recommendation I have, first recommendation I have, is to RTFM, read the freaking manual. <laughs> uh, and the manual for this is called the Block Editor Handbook. And if you just search for Block Editor Handbook on Google, it's hosted on WordPress.org. And it's a great resource for learning all about how to build blocks. It has examples of components within blocks, like buttons and text fields and so on and so forth. It's a great resource if you want to learn how to build blocks kind of from the ground up. Um, I've got some other ones I definitely want to share, but we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Time to plug into a commercial break. Stay tuned for more Press This in just a moment. Ready to do a podcast for your business? Make that podcast elevate to enterprise level. Let WebmasterRadio.fm expedite and execute your podcast to build your brand and broaden your customer base. WebmasterRadio.fm has worked with the world's biggest tech brands, Google, Yahoo, and Bing, and have worked with fast-growing brands like ShipStation and GoDaddy. Now it's your turn. Contact brasco at wmr.fm and rush your enterprise-level podcast into production at a very reasonable rate. Email brasco at wmr.fm. Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. WebmasterRadio.fm is the destination for education, entertainment, and engagement. Engage with our panel of on-air experts and peers by following us on Facebook, Google+, Twitter, and LinkedIn. You can listen to WebmasterRadio.fm on air or on demand from our website or through iTunes, Stitcher, or however you get your podcasts. Interact and stay informed. Just search for WebmasterRadio.fm. Let's press forward with more Press This, only on webmasterradio.fm. 
Well, everyone, and welcome back to Press This, the WordPress community podcast on Webmaster Radio. You're in the middle of our episode, Thinking Outside the Blocks, where we were just sharing some tips on building your own blocks. And we started with mentioning the Block Editor Handbook hosted on WordPress.org. But there's some other tools that'll make it a little easier. Um, Anthony, have you learned React, uh, learned JavaScript deeply yet? Very deeply. I know. Yeah. <laughs> this is the joke I make on every talk I ever do about blocks. Uh, but basically, <laughs> a few years ago, Matt Mullenweg uh, challenged the WordPress community to learn JavaScript deeply. And um, of course, React is one of the kind of core languages, if you would, to the block universe. And so um, this is a requirement if you're going to kind of kind of build from scratch. But there's some tools that you can use to help get you going. Um, so you don't have to worry about like opening up React 101 right away. Um, but one of the things is called Create Guten Block. It's a tool built by a guy named Amada Wass, and he is a very prolific open source contributor. This tool was mentioned at State of the Word by Matt when Gutenberg was launched. But it's an amazing, amazing tool for getting started and building blocks. It's more of a technical developer tool. Um, so if you are not a developer, you still may find it a little challenging, but it's a great bridge um, to get you past some of the harder parts of learning React and learning uh, how to build with blocks. Now, if you're a designer or if you're used to working within kind of the normal WordPress uh, design universe in terms of theme creation and HTML, CSS, and things like that, then my recommendation is that you check out Block Lab. Um, the way I like to think about Block Lab is it's kind of like ACF for blocks in a way. So meaning that what it does is it abstracts out all of the React. You don't have to learn any React at all to use Block Lab. It essentially works as a plugin and it allows you to create fields and design controls for your custom blocks. So you make your own block with Block Lab. And the only code you really need to know is HTML and CSS and uh, a few little tidbits in uh, WordPress uh, in order to style blocks that you create. Mm -hmm. So it's an excellent, excellent tool if design is your trade and not really being a hardcore React developer. Now, another thing I'll point out though is I do know some hardcore React developers that use Block Lab, just like I need, just like I know hardcore developers that use ACF or Beaver Builder or things like that. Why do you think hardcore devs use tools like this, Anthony? Makes their life easier. I know, it's easier, right? It's not just that these tools abstract out the hard parts for people that aren't maybe equipped or have the time to learn the hard parts, but also can make it easier to create those things, even if you know how to do it from scratch. Um, and so I remember the first time I, I learned of some hardcore devs I knew using some of these tools. I was like, why are you using that? And that was their answer. It was like, oh, it's faster. I can just get it done and I don't have to worry about like hand coding every little tidbit of everything. Um, and so Block Lab, I think, is a, is a really good choice for that. But the outcome of all this for you as you think about building your block arsenal, whether it's through core blocks, whether it's through block libraries like Atomic Blocks, whether it's building your own blocks from scratch or using Create Guten Block or Block Lab or any other tools at your disposal is really what you're trying to focus on is you're trying to build a componentized approach to site creation. You're not just building a website anymore, you're building a collection, an arsenal of blocks that your content creators can use to build experiences faster. You're trying to get to where your marketers can create 2,000 web pages and your developers only had to help with 24 of them. 
And I think what's interesting as you think about this is, well, if you get all those landing page tickets off of your backlog as a development team, what are you doing then? What do you think people are doing, Anthony? Making more blocks, of course. Yes, making more blocks. And I think even more compelling is making cooler blocks, making blocks that are extensible, that connect to other systems, making more complex experiences, more integrated experiences for their brand. That's why WP Engine hired more developers when we took this approach. It was because they were building things like our news and resources component that pulls in content from all of our different content sites and that the marketer can drop in on a page at the, snap, at the you know, blink of an eye. It's incorporating dynamic things into our blocks that react based on where you came from. Maybe we might change the testimonials, maybe we might change the offer, maybe we might change the content based on who you are, based on where you came from, and these are conditions, these are features that we are building within the blocks that we use at WP Engine. But that's fundamentally how I think about this shift in strategy, the shift in philosophy, is that teams are moving away from building websites to building arsenal blocks that empower the marketers to move faster and enable their dev teams to innovate more than ever before. So I wanted to thank everyone for listening to Press This, the WordPress Community Podcast on Webmaster Radio. Again, this has been your host, David Volopol. I support the WordPress community through my role at WP Engine. And I love to bring the best of the community to you here every week on Press This. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. These days, work is in trouble. We've outsourced most of our manufacturing to other countries. And with that, we sent away good jobs and our capability to make things. American Giant is a clothing company that's pushing back against this tide. They make all kinds of high-quality clothing and activewear, like sweatshirts, jeans, dresses, jackets, and so much more, right here in the USA. So when you buy American Giant, you create jobs in towns and cities across the country. And jobs bring pride. Purpose. They stitch people together. If all that sounds good to you, visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with promo code STAPLE20. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.